episode number 184 i'm your host aditya and along with me i have abhishek hello everyone and if we are a little scratchy you will have to bear with us because we haven't done this in a long time it's been over 3 months i think yes summer has come and gone edward snowden is on the run what else mandela is critical india won the champions trophy modi is a prime ministerial candidate sanjay dutt is back in jail and mumbai indians are ipl champions Rupee was at 53 when we stopped now it is at 59 iOS 7 was launched Pran Saab who we spoke about just in episode 181 I believe on getting the Dada Saheb Phalke award is no more he just passed away and also Shakuntala Devi the great mathematician that we all used to dread when we were in school she passed away unfortunately Shamshad Begum rest in peace too so it's been a long time SRK has become a father again oh yes what is that about so i think apparently he had a surrogate baby or something like that it's it's not that important but <laughs> yeah i mean a lot of things have happened since we stopped doing this Murray won the Wimbledon Absolutely. After a long time that a Brit has won the Wimbledon. And there was a controversy about, was it an analyst, sports analyst or the commentator who called the current Wimbledon winner not a looker? A BBC commentator was trying to pull off a joke saying that Baloti's mother would have told her when she was a kid that, hey, you are definitely not a looker, so you've got to be scrappy and work hard for your wins. A joke that he would have been embarrassed about. Yeah, he apologized and all of that. So several things have happened. However, the biggest bad thing that happened was in Uttarakhand where a cloudburst basically resulted in 10,000 and more people who are still missing and authorities have now asked their relatives to consider them as dead. In the midst of peak pilgrimage period at the temple of uh, Kedarnath and mm-hmm. the Chardham Yatra. I've done that by the way. Oh, I know, I know you've done that, you always... And it's pretty, it's supposed to be very tough, isn't it? Oh, it's fun though, yes. And and there was a 60-year-old lady who did it with much more ease than me and two of my friends. So, <laughs> fitness fitness comes in handy. And this was six years back. That was right after MBA. You had gone on a trip for self-discovery, is it? One of those youthful things that you do. <laughs> see, 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 that's where you are probably not the average youth. The average Even, youth would have gone to Las Vegas. <laughs> or Goa. Oh, yeah, yeah right. sorry. Let's, or let's, Goa. Yeah, Goa. Oh, we had been to Goa just two years before that, remember? Yeah, I hate so, yeah. Goa. I don't, I, I, I'm going to say it publicly. I'm going to say it out loud. I don't like Goa. Don't take Goa in the same breath. There is Goa like Kalangut and Baga. There is Goa like Palolem. I think it's overhyped. I think the beaches are dirty. I've been to Palolem. I've been to almost, I mean, most areas in hmm. Goa. I've not been to the countryside, matlab interiors. People say towards Karnataka, it's a lot better now. Go to kya Konkan area in Maharashtra, yeah. just around 100 kilometers up north of Goa. So if you're really into beaches, you would go there. Have you been to Guhagar and all those places? No, the Konkan. Oh there. my God, amazing yeah. beaches. And there is not a soul. A couple of tourists because there is not a lot of hotels there. Only, you know, shabby MTDC hotels. And fishermen, that's it. And they are pulling their nets in in the morning. It's it's awesome. And Goa is so notoriously well known now that even people who come from outside to work in the company, 
when I asked them, you know, are you going to take some time off and go see India? They're like, yeah, we're going to go to Goa, have some beer party. What's the point? I mean, you can do that in Sweden, Finland. If you go to Switzerland, you probably go to Alps, I'm sure. And the people there will say, don't go there. The real thing is in that gully where you can have the Vadapau equivalent of whatever good thing sells in yeah. Switzerland and all that. <laughs> Vadapau equivalent. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's our analogy ka meter. <laughs> that is supposed to be awesome. Somehow we managed to digress from a tragedy in Uttarakhand. No, no, let's talk about it. So why did this happen? According to the Met Department, primary trigger apparently for Uttarakhand disaster was first of all very heavy rainfalls between 16th and 18th. And also there was some unusual behavior of the monsoon this year over North India is what it says. Heavy rainfalls over three days Accompanied by a few cloudburst type events, it resulted in flash floods and landslides. And basically the epicenter of the event was the Kedarna town. And everything in its path was just either buried in the depth that came down or was taken along with the flow of the river. And there are just horrifying videos on YouTube where you are just seeing, you know, three, four storied buildings vanishing by the sheer pressure that the water had. But again... Consider that these buildings were all illegal. Most Hmm. of them were illegal, uh, were not built properly. You mentioned videos. One of my colleague's neighbor was in Uttaranchal during that time and he clung on to a rock for 18 hours and uh, he was rescued later. He said those huge drops of water had smashed his skin so much that there were rashes and the shirt was all all frayed. The other thing was that in December it had received a lot more snowfall than it typically does. So the average snowfall was higher. So even the melting snow compounded to the problem here this time. Kedarnath Mandir, Uska Trust, Badrinath Kedarnath Temple Committee is planning on a 2000 crore facelift of the entire thing. They are going to be managing this one and the Rishikesh pilgrimage route, which is 228 kilometer downstream as well. They are now planning on having modern facilities, including helipad at Gaurikund and food out and rescue facilities at uh, every one and a half kilometers. This is like placing a slip fielder after a ball has gone in that direction. <laughs> Earlier, when we were learning civics, we had 25 mm. states, right? Now there are all these flinter states, chota chota state, ho yeah. Uttarakhand, Jharkhand and all these things. And while they have become states, they probably don't have all the things in place that a state needs to have. A disaster plan, an economic policy. Tell me, we live in Mumbai. Sorry to cut you. We live in Mumbai. Yesterday, my, my uncle was coming from Matunga. He took three and a half hours to reach Thane and he said in Matunga after one and a half days rain, only the overbridge was working because everything under was, uh, people were swimming. People, I mean, kids were swimming because of the one and a half day rainfall. It's not that Maharashtra has the best disaster management cell in place in spite of what happened in July 2007, was it? 26, 26, 7. Oh, which is, which is just about a week from now. Yeah, it's not happy memories out here where I live. This was the worst hit area. Panvel? Yes. Ah, okay. 18 feet of water on the main road. What were you doing then? I was in the US. I was completely cut off with telecommunication. Remember? And I I didn't know. I I thought, yeah, there are floods. Fine. There are like 3 feet water, you know. What the heck? It happens every time. No, I mean, this was particularly big. My colleague had tied his Maruti 800 to a tree. And... (laughs) 
he was at a gaon close to mumbai and he was on the terrace watching his car swivel around the tree in the water because the flow had oh, increased wow. and it was it was floating and it was <laughs> yeah it was floating right yeah. i mean there were right in front of my house there were three cars that were piled up because the flow of the water just lifted them up of the ground and then just took them brought them here <laughs> That that was a bad. We were laughing about it, but yeah, exactly. Like, it was it was bad. I mean, yeah. we still don't know. There are several people who just got washed away into the sea. Okay. Yes. So yes. a similar thing here. So people went on a pilgrimage but never came back. And while all these things were happening, Modi flew into Uttarakhand, gathered up all the Gujaratis, and flew them out. Actually, he only gathered up Gujaratis. I don't know how much of it is media created. If it is true, it is true. and i won't put that beyond him then there were all these other stories also there were a bunch of sadhus who mm-hmm. didn't want to get rescued and then they were forced by the indian army to get evacuated right they were there to evacuate them so they said that they would not go without their luggage and they had like gunny bag <laughs> a couple of gunny bags with them and then they forced them in and later on they found out these army personnel they found out that all their gunny bags were filled with cash hazaron ka note from probably the temple or some other or or a bank banks out there etc and they had gunny bags worth of cash and hence they didn't want to get because they were asked not to carry any luggage and only cup themselves and they refused to do that priorities so, are perfectly set right for the sadhus <laughs> our sadhus i know just just grab 50 lakh rupees and go right <laughs> No, but I mean, I probably would have done the same thing if I were in that place. Yeah. I, if I were the rescuer, I would have punched you in the face and said, "Put the damn bag down, or I'll shoot you right here. Otherwise, come with me." Sadhu should have gone helicopter. कितने का है? अब बीच करीता है मैं अब बीच करीता क्या नाटक कर रहा है? And there was another funny thing. A friend of mine told me that they wanted rescuers, right? They were falling short of personnel, so they sent out questionnaires to the common man, like you and me, to see if we had it in us to go and rescue. Whether I mean, depending on whether we have done scout training and all of that in school, and the questions were as long as one one and a half page. Nobody really got through them, and the questions were like, "There is a cave, and there are seven people in it. Whom would you save first? So who do you save? it was like a elaborate essay and one of them is an mba one of them is a divorced couple one of them is this one of them is that and then they said who you don't sit there asking people their resumes out there right you just grab whoever you get i hope they had an option where you could have typed in that right and you could have gotten selected because that is the right thing to do but they had just a single radio button to have a right answer and it was one of the seven people inside that cave So no questions asked you choose one of the seven if it's right you will select it and eventually i don't think many even got through the whole question so yeah. when we make mistakes we make such big ones we oh, could not even get a questionnaire right oh well moving on to the other topics that we have supreme court has decided to ban people lodged in jails from fighting elections finally i just hope it sticks for a while this particular rule absolutely so referring to the representation of people's act a bench of justices ek patnayak and sj mukhopadhyay they said that act section 4 and 5 it lays down the qualifications for membership of the house of people matlab legislative assembly mein kaun ja sakta hai and all those things and one of the qualification out there says that he must be an elector that is he must be able to vote 
And they also said that the section 62.5 of the act says that no person shall vote at any election if he is confined in a prison, whether under sentence of imprisonment or transportation or otherwise or in the lawful custody of police. Mm. If you can't vote, you can't contest. And hence, people now who are in custody or even under trials cannot contest elections from behind bars, which has happened. And of course, Congress and BJP has welcomed this change and voted, of course. You you mentioned something before we started recording. Congress was not happy with Modi this morning because what did he do? He wished yeah, I, happy. Uh, I, so there was a story on firstpost.com and it just reads Modi wishes Muslims Ramadan Mubarak, Congress not happy. Congress unhappy. <laughs> like, what? What sort of a headline is that? Firstpost.com. It is like Huffington Post Indian version, right? First Post, isn't that true? I think it started out to be that and it really had good content. Then now it is just a news site. Now anybody can write. Even I and you, you and I can write there. I, I think so. That I mean, at least the quality of writing suggests that. Or, or it has become... Oh man, I thought you would give me a little more credit than that, man. I write for a slightly better publication. Ah. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that, that is also something that happened, right? Since the last time that we recorded, what, what you happened? got, I think, a couple of lines that you wrote probably mistakenly got printed in the Economist or something. Oh yes, that happens stuff from time to time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone's human. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, exactly. You are not exactly the vada pows of writers, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> This is more like the no. sec- second time Medu Vada Jo Dalte and Atel means for the second time. <laughs> Garam karne ke liye. So, Garam kar- yeah, exactly. And there are food items that you can heat up, right? But idli is okay. You can heat up an idli and eat. Right. But dosa, dosa you cannot reheat. Or- you just have to eat it when it's done. Exactly. And you know, similar things. And Medu Vada is exactly like that. It becomes soggy. And all those things. Yeah. Oh my God! I feel like having medu vada now. I'm hungry. It's in the eight thirty in the morning. I feel like having medu vada at Madras Cafe. The really oh. crunchy types. Anyways, we are getting distracted. Let's talk okay. about telegrams, man. I'm quite kicked about it. Ah, tar, ma, tar aayi hai, bhaiya se. Mother serious. Come home soon. The most famous telegram in Bollywood. In two days you will not be able to send telegrams anymore, which has made me think whether I should go down to the central telegram office and try and send a tar for at least once in my life so that I can say that I have sent a tar or a telegram. So come July 15th, India's oldest communication service, which is telegram, will be cut off. However, there is a private company that I found out is going to continue sending TARS, but they are not going to be available for public. Okay, so can't really. So the technology is going to be still be operational, but not for public use. And BSNL is taking the, this extreme step because <laughs> it cannot make enough money out of the telegraph service. But it is an extreme step when you consider that in 1985, 60 million telegrams were sent according to BSNL. Yeah. And 85 is not that long ago, right? 25 years. From 45,000 offices. Today, there are only 75 offices and not a lot of messages being sent. I'm trying to look for the number that I have. Mm-hmm. 6,500 telegrams were sent in May 2013. So it has come down to a few thousand a month, mostly sent by either military or governmental people because courts accept 
telegram as an official means of communication and can be presented in court that's why log tar bhejte hain also trivia you want to go through trivia the first telegraph message was transmitted from live through electrical signals between calcutta to diamond harbor which is again somewhere in calcutta nazdeeki hai distance of 50 kilometers on november 5 1850 the service was opened to the general public in 1855 that is 5 years later the reason to shut it down is financial of course the department expenditure was 149.37 crore while the revenue was only about 13 crore more trivia 1853 separate department opened up 54 may construction of 4000 miles of telegraphic cables started across india then in 1885 telegraph act came into force 1902 first wireless telegraph station established between sagar island and sandia that doesn't sound right sandia okay um in 1927 radio telegraph system began in uk and india 1995 internet aala re aala re ani purna marla re telegram sa absolutely and somewhere somewhere in the middle there in 1845 in britain on january 1st for the first time a criminal was apprehended because he had committed a murder and the guy who saw it happen sent a telegram describing the murderer and on the basis of his description somebody actually drew the sketch and caught him oh wow yes because during that time nothing was faster than a train you could murder someone take a train and that's it once you are away from the scene of the crime and i just found it interesting that he was the first person to be arrested because of telecommunications technology it sucks it sucks to be the first person when it comes to these kind of things you bet and and, and because people want to save money every letter or a word is paid for and it's expensive in a telegram do you know what was the shortest telegram exchange ever victor hugo wrote to his publisher to enquire about the sales of his books and he wrote just this one thing he wrote question mark to his publisher <laughs> and the, the fun part is the publisher replied with an exclamation mark <laughs> there cannot have been a shorter and a better <laughs> reply to this question that's why people are saying that look today in the world of twitter and short messaging and whatsapp we are still continuing the tradition of uh, telegrams where you have to be snappy and short and crisp in those 140 characters so yeah. the tradition will still continue although the real thing is dead the real thing is dead and talking about another a little bit of trivia bodyline series we all know the ashes when england knocked off bradman and all those australian bats yeah. but how did the word bodyline come about an australian journalist wanted to describe this phrase saying that the english bowlers are bowling in the line of the body but he wanted to reduce that and he said bodyline and then that just came to be known as the bodyline series oh that's interesting you know that telegrams are costed in 10 words at a time so it costs you the same to send one word and 10 words it doesn't matter how long the word is is it i thought even the characters are important i don't know about that all right i'll be really an indian way to do it right? <laughs> <laughs> capitalize all the first letters maybe victor hugo was an indian inside <laughs> but it's some terribly hard on twitter man to keep it short so twitter it was meant that people can quickly post something but yeah. sometimes freaking it takes more time to think about how to write exactly you know, i'm in. happy that i have company then i thought i was the only moron who has to take time to think what <laughs> it does time it's hard to write in those one in, in that what whatever the one line put. yeah well first world problems we are getting first world problems <laughs> 
Yes, all right. Uh, it's, been, it's been an hour, says my Skype. What do you want okay. to Okay. We started recording. We had our initial conversation for Oh, yes, yes, yes. We had a 20-minute radio silence when we were preparing for this podcast. <laughs> exactly. In an apparent goof-up, a 40-year-old man in Dosa district, he received an admit card for a public examination that carried his name, his correct address, but with the photograph of Barack Obama on it. <laughs> I saw your link while I was at work. I laughed when I stared because... It actually has the hall ticket, or was it the passing exactly. hall ticket, right? The hall, hall ticket, ticket with Barack Obama's passport size photograph with a signature of this 15-year-old across his photograph. The funny thing is, this guy, he hmm. says that I did not even apply for this examination. I did, did even <laughs> apply for this position in the government, the post of junior engineer. He says, I'm not even a, I'm not even engineer. I'm not even qualified for the job. I don't know why. And his exact quote is, I don't know if Barack Obama has applied for this job or not, <laughs> but I'm sure I have not. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, and his actual name is Lalu Ramina. Perfect foil for Barack Obama, you would think. Exactly. That's his cover name, man. That's what, that's what, you know, the secret agents out there, secret service. And he, he runs a private school. Lalu Ramina runs a private school in Rambas village, which is two, 200 kilometers from Dosa. I think Obama should totally call up Lalu, Lalu Ramina and, you know. They should tell him. That's a good one, Mike. Exactly. Exactly. So what's up with you called saying mate? I was watching Pirates of the Caribbean, all three movies back to back. So I can't pull it off well, but I think uh, that bad habit has started, and now I will, I will edit edit out a couple of mates that I might have inadvertently in. Leave that in. That's yeah, no, no, I hope I haven't said mate more than two times in this podcast. It would be embarrassing otherwise. No, that's okay, mate. <laughs> okay, Rajasthan CM. There is a new scandal. In Indian politics, BJP spokesperson is claiming that Chief Minister of Rajasthan, whose official Facebook page is Aapka Mukhyamantri, hmm. purchased Facebook likes to make him appear more popular than he is. And apparently, they say that Aapka Mukhyamantri page had 1,69,077 likes till June 1, which suddenly shot up to 2,14,639 <laughs> By June 30th. And most of the likes are by Turkish people. How can, you know, Aapka Mukhya Mantri have so many followers in Turkey? Most of them are based out of Istanbul. Right. These are the things that they should be concentrating on. They've got their (laughs) act together completely. However, Ashok Gelot has given a clean chit to his technical team. (laughs) Okay. But it's going to be interesting in all seriousness. uh, It's going to be interesting as to whether social media has an impact on the upcoming election. Narendra Modi has also picked Rajesh Jain mm-hmm. and who is the other person? BG Mahesh. He has appointed them as the one to be running his social media campaign for the upcoming election. You know Rajesh Jain, right? No. Oh, one sec, one sec. Is he from Sifi? Yes. He sold the company to Sifi. He established his portal, India World Web Portal and then sold it for what? 400 crores? That's like 100 million even back then. He was the first big, big dot-comer in... Dot-comer? Is that, a, is that a phrase? I don't know. You are the writer. If you've come up with that, it's a good one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's there. So those were the topics that we had, everyone. If you do have anything more to add, 
please log on to www.theindicash.com and I don't even recall if we have a comment section because I redesigned the website. Right. I, I think whatever comments you have, put it on our Facebook page at Indicash Podcast Network or on Twitter. You can find Aditya at AC Mathre and I'm in there somewhere at Abhishek Kumar with a single K. Yes, that is if he manages to think of... To write something in. <laughs> in the 140 characters, he does post it. Also, follow me on Instagram. Do you want to do that? Do you do Instagram? No, I haven't. I don't have an iPhone. I haven't done that. Oh, you don't need an iPhone, but anyways. Oh. Uh, there is this thing called Android phones. Yes, yeah, sir, I do have one of them. Yeah. Great. I thought, you know, now that Telegram is not going to work for you, mm. so you need to move up to SMS, you know, and all those sort of things. Uh, so that's about it, guys. Um, until next time, and we hope it's not in the next three months. Talk to you soon. Yep. Bye-bye.